0: Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids' yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids' yoga community. Welcome to the Kids' Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi and welcome to another episode of The Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica, and this week I am thrilled to be joined by Sanjoria Sidnor. Sanjoria was on the podcast in July of 2020. That's episode 23. So, if you listen to this conversation and you enjoy it, I highly recommend going back and listening to our first conversation. So we have so much to cover. A lot has happened since we last spoke. So Sanjoria, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back. I'm so glad to connect and this time to see your face. We were saying I'm trying this new software where I could see the guests. It's great. Um, So we haven't talked since July, you know, in depth. So I wanted to first check in. How are you holding up? Because this pandemic is
1: still going. (laughs) How are yes. you doing? It's going. Um, things are going. They're going. <laughs> <laughs> At times, I'm still feeling a little overwhelmed with um, just being cl- shut in with three children and it always being on as a parent, you know, not really having a little bit of time to myself. But I also am still really enjoying the intimate times with them the uninterrupted intimate times um what is um hard is trying to decide if I'm if my time spent with them is enough quality time versus quantity time Mm -hmm. and so that's like always a battle it's like okay I'm always here and I do a lot with you guys but because we're always together is that are you getting effective quality time? And I'm sure they are. I'm sure it's just mom guilt. A hundred percent.
0: Yes. They, so I'll tell you they are. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> but I know that voice cause I have it too. That's, yes. 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 <laughs> uh, so you're, since we spoke, a lot has happened. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're in your career. So your book came out, Our Family's Doing Yoga. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hear about, Let's start there. So, how has that been? How has it been received? And um, just what has it been like having your book out there?
1: Yes, that's true. Before when we last spoke, was it was about to release? Yes, right? it was about to come yes, out. Yep. Yes. So it has released, and it has done very well. Um, the The feedback that I received is so nice to hear. There are families that are sharing pictures of their children reading the book and trying the poses in it. Um, I'm hearing exactly what I was hoping that it was a book that would be well received by not just children, but by the parents reading it too, because we have to read these books over and over again. And moms are mm-hmm. saying, yes, I can relate to what's going on. And even kids are able to relate and look at some things. And my son um, helped me with, text to life context. I don't think that was a term when we were younger, but he's like, that's a text to life con- um, situation. And it's just basically when you see something in the book that relates to your life. And so I mm. love that. And so it sounds like a lot of people are seeing that. And The sales are going well. At first, there were a lot of sales on Amazon, and that was great because initially I thought Amazon would be my main platform, Um, but very quickly I realized that probably wasn't the the best decision. So we were able to reroute people to my personal email, well, not my personal email, our personal business um, website. And so now the sales are coming in. And so I'm able to keep track of them more. Mm-hmm. And I'm also able to connect more with the families who are purchasing the books because when they tag me, then I'm like, oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. sent you that book and I can follow up. How How is it going? So I'm loving that aspect of it. And it still seems to be pretty steady. I don't have much to compare it to, so I don't know what, <laughs> what is great and what is, but I'm really satisfied with the feedback that I'm receiving for the book and I think it definitely is doing well.
0: That's so great so was your choice to to send them to your website because with Amazon you can't quite keep as close track of who's getting it or?
1: No actually it was because I did not realize how much um Amazon cut into profit mm-hmm. of the book, which um that's one of those pros and cons thing. So because I'm home, I have a little bit more time. So initially when I was going to let Amazon handle it all, it was because I was like, I just don't want the hustle and bustle of shipping books. And after um, pre-orders, I just, that was exhausting. But then I started to recognize that I probably won't have the same rush that I did for pre-orders. It'll probably be just like a steady. And that's what it's what it's become. And so it's easier to mail them out and it's easier to so it's it's not as um difficult of a process or tedious of a process as I thought it would be. But if you're working a full time job and you're doing a lot of other things, Amazon might be the best Mm -hmm. route because then you don't have to think about so then you're paying them, of course, because they're doing the work for you. Right. But I can do it. So it was right. okay. It made more sense for me to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that makes total sense because I know a lot of people that listen are trying to self-publish or working on mm-hmm. a book. So it's just good to know the pros and cons of, there's so many ways, I guess, you can sell your book, right? So, yes. yes, Um, I do want to, I want to talk more about um, the work you've been doing. But before we get to that, can we talk about the fact that you're homeschooling three children right now? <laughs> and because I look at you in complete awe from afar. I'm like, oh my God. Like how is she doing? So first of all, what made you decide to homeschool? I guess initially, and then how has that been going? Because your children are you know of varying ages, so how has that been?
1: So we originally decided to homeschool. My son is a very very bright child, Um, but he just has never since preschool. He enjoyed preschool. the environment for preschool was more of a, um, explore and you learn that way. Once he was into kindergarten and beyond, he did not really enjoy school. And so he's been asking me to homeschool him since kindergarten. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, no, I'm like, and I helped him with like, when he first entered kindergarten, I was helping him count and, he just had a hard time. This is the story that I always like relate to when I was making the decision of whether to homeschool and chose not to was because I was helping him with his homework and he could just not get the number 13. He would count. He would go to 12 and he could not get 13. <laughs> and I was like frazzled. Geronimo, I don't care what you say. 13, whatever, just say 13. And I like completely like fell apart. And my husband rushed in and he helped him. And the boy was counting from one to 100 within that week. But I struggled with getting yes. him plus 13. And I was like, do you remember how frustrated I was when you were trying to get 13? Do you really think that you want me to home you? And he just was convinced, yes, mom, I want you. So when the um, pandemic hit and they came home, we as most families um, went to the virtual for our school district was a (laughs) virtual-ish platform. Mm -hmm. And it was just really, really hard to balance. Even I work part-time, but I work part-time from home and it was hard to balance the two. And then I thought about him sitting in front of a screen all day and it broke my heart. We are just a really, really hands-on family, like experience, experience. And so we get out all the time and I just couldn't imagine him sitting in front of a screen for seven hours of a day. Mm -hmm. And even if we would have the capability of it, like we have two other children. One is, was at the time one, well, she's still one. And then the other one is my spicy baby who (laughs) meltdowns are so loud and I don't care who's around. And so I was, and Jerron has a lot of anxiety. So even just thinking about, If Sanjaya, he will be thinking, oh, my gosh, if Sanjaya has a meltdown Mm -hmm. while I'm on the call. So it was just like a lot of stress that we would deal with. And I didn't know if, as a parent, I could properly uh, monitor his learning. And so that was also a fear for Mm -hmm. me as well. Like, will I be able to keep up with what you need to be learning? And in the end, would it be more harmful or helpful for us Mm -hmm. to try homeschooling because the only reason why I'm not homeschooling is because I am fearing that I won't be enough. And so I said, well, I'm going to try it. And we did. And so funny because Sharon said, my son, mom, I am so proud of you. And this was weeks later. And I was like, why, why did you say that? And he's like, I'm so proud of you for overcoming your fear of homeschooling.
0: <laughs> kid, he is such an old
1: soul. I can't he get really over is. it. And I was so excited that he even recognized it was a fear. <laughs> I was like, yes, because that is a way of him to learn right through me. Yes. Mom has a fear of something, but she's tackling it. And it's so huge. in life, maybe he can go back to that time where mom really didn't want to homeschool, it. she was so afraid, but she tackled it. And now it's going pretty well. There's still days where, um, especially with it being cold, it's still days where it's like, Oh my gosh. And I look forward to the day that they can go back to school. I don't think that homeschooling will be a forever thing for us. Mm -hmm. My, um, for Jerron, we may do it a little longer than we do it with, my spicy baby, she misses her friends, yeah. she misses the interaction, she likes going outside of school. She says the best thing about homeschooling is that her mommy's her teacher, but I also think that's the worst part of homeschooling for <laughs> her. <as well. laughs> and yes, so, yeah, she's she misses her friends, she misses the interaction. Geronimo has a different um personality, and right. he's okay, this is okay for him. He's like, I'll. Call my friends over on the weekends. Right, <laughs> right. I like this learning environment. So it'll probably be different from both of them, but eventually everyone will probably re enter the school system.
0: Yes. Well, congratulations that you've accomplished this. This is a major <laughs> accomplishment. You. I'm just curious because I have a one year old at home. Like, how does she fit into this? Like, basically, are you trying to? Like, I, I just, how do you do it? Like, how do you spend time with him? Cause one-year-olds are, I mean, they just constantly need us. Right. And they get into danger yeah. constantly. So how, how has she been in all of this?
1: So, um, we started our homeschool and it's, it's evolved. And so it's changed a little bit, but for the most part, what has stayed consistent is that we start with a circle time. So it's like our family meeting, um, we come together and we do some breath work. We do a breath activity. We um, do some, maybe a yoga pose. We will do some reading of a book. We'll do our calendar, current events, sharing of news. And I think the part that keeps her engaged is that the calendar is counting. So her mm-hmm. older sister writes the, the calendar and they we count together. So she's learning that part. Um, the songs are such a variety of songs. So we're doing like the days of the week, we're um, singing a song about the continents and we put in ABC's the alphabet song for her. And so right. we play instruments during that time. So our circle time is really engaging and it's become a routine. We have a place in our home where it's, it's a carpeted area and we sit on the carpet and mm-hmm. She is, like, running back and forth. (laughs) So she's not just sitting there the entire Mm -hmm. time. But she's so engaged that she's just running back and forth. She's never gone for more than a minute. She's right back there, like, oh, this is the next part. Mm -hmm. And so so that's nice. And sometimes there has been times where um, she's, like, falling apart during Circle. And, like, in my lap, wailing body. And I'm like, okay. And sometimes I'll have to say... I'm going to take a break with your sister. Jerron, can you read this book to your other sister? And so we mm. do that sometimes. But I mean, you know that it's just whatever works. But for the most part, the circle consistency is how we bring all three together. Afterwards, the um, Otis, he can do some independent work. Um, the middle baby, my spicy baby, she, Sanjaya, is usually done by circle. Our circle can take between 20 to 30 minutes. So after circle, she usually needs a break. But if she's really excited about tablet work, she'll do like her alphabet or her numbers or her letter sounds on that tablet. And I'll set a timer for like 15 minutes and then she's pretty much done with school. Like that's it. Yeah, yeah. No one goes longer than three hours though. We all, our school day is typically no longer than three hours.
0: Right. I think that's something to um cuz I've I'm not technically homeschooling my daughter's mm-hmm. home. She's the same age. She's going to be kindergarten in September. Mm-hmm. So she's technically pre-K, decided not to send her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I read about homeschooling, it's like it's not an 8-hour day like you would right. picture, not at all. And it and I also for me it's been like just throughout the day finding moments where right following their interests and, you know, maybe doing an activity with her. And then it's just that constant voice in my head. Is this enough? Is this enough? And I'm like, it's enough. You know, I try to keep that under wraps.
1: Yeah. And if they're learning, it's enough. Like we, I've even had to let go of our time constraints, which Hmm. that was, um, that was the best part of homeschooling for me is that they were waking up well-rested and they didn't have to, Rush, I didn't have to rush them off to school frustrated with everyone because get this, find this, find this. Mm-hmm. And if I'm dropping them off, feeling frustrated, then they are probably entering the building feeling frustrated. And I didn't like that. I never liked that. And so um, that's been the best part is that we don't have to rush through it. And so I kind of had to let go of that in the beginning. That OK, our homeschooling day starts at 10. But if there, if someone is having a rough day and we don't start at 10, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. We have a list of things that we can do and we can do it throughout the day. And there has been times where Jerron is just like working on something and staring off into space. And I'll just have to say, all right, this has to be done before you go to bed tonight. So if you want to do it now, Mm -hmm. you can, or if you can do it later, it's your decision. That's, giving him that responsibility but at the same time it has to be done and so right. that's been helpful as well
0: right so having there's there is just more space I guess you have you yeah. still have the the boundaries and this has to be done but I, I agree I do not miss that morning rush whatsoever yeah. that was that sucks <laughs> so it's like the one positive is like oh we don't have to get out the door like that yeah yeah um, so thank you for sharing all that. I know a lot of parents are struggling right now with homeschooling or virtual schooling or hybrid or unschooling. Yeah. You know, there's just so much happening, and um, so much. It's we're we're rewriting the rules. It's it's, it's it's so I think we're just we're doing our best and to give yourself the the break. And then you have Jaron just telling you, like, I'm proud of you. So you like, listen <laughs> to him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I want to hear about. So you, you're doing a lot of work right now to expand yoga, to be representative of Black children. And you're doing this in a variety of ways. You've got your book. You've got your social media, which I always love, your posts um, on both your account. And then you have um, Black Kids Do Yoga account. And then you've got a YouTube channel now. And then you, you mentioned you're starting a club, um, Black Kids Yoga Club, so making that official. So can you just... Um, tell us a little bit about like all these, all this work you're doing, um, why you're doing the work and how it's going.
1: Yes. So recently I received a message in my inbox from my mom who asked if, and she is, was already following us on social media and she asked if we would be sharing any more videos of yoga on our YouTube channel. And I reached out and I was like, yes, we definitely have plans where um, this is definitely a platform that we're looking to expand representation and we're still playing with things, trying to figure out what the community needs and what the community wants. And so if you have any um, any needs, just let me know. And so she went on to share that her daughter is virtually schooling and She's not getting a lot of movement. She's feeling very isolated and she doesn't necessarily enjoy the typical YouTube videos that, um, that her peers are finding on YouTube. And so she said, she's just looking for something that embraces her Mm -hmm. and it would be nice to also um, maybe do something that she wouldn't feel so isolated. And I, was just my heart reached out to this mom but at the same time it helped me recognize that the work that we are doing is so well needed because yes Jaron and I I'm helping him and he's so excited to officially release the Black Kids Do Yoga Club and that'll be releasing this month and that is the way that we're hoping to build community we're thinking that yeah there are a variety of ways for adults to get involved and it's still limited but as a black woman i can find a community of black yogis and feel safe there we have a really great one in st louis and then there's online there's resources and things like that but for children of color that i don't think that there's really a place where they can feel embraced in their community and just feel to be them, themselves in the and see themselves in the yoga community so that's one of the reasons why we're starting this black kids Do yoga club and then another thing is that Kids just love clubs, right? Yes. <laughs> they just love, love to be a part of a club. We get this. We get something that says we're a part of this club, and it's just it's just cool. We all like to belong, so we were hoping to do that. And the YouTube channel is for the same reason. Um, Mom is finding a few videos, but nothing that necessarily um, consistently represents her child and so we're hoping to develop a channel that meets the needs of the community in addition to social media just sharing beautiful faces of brown kids Mm -hmm. that are practicing wellness so with the book and all of these resources we're hoping that in a few years the news feed will when you're going through your news feed and you see children practicing yoga it will be a variety of faces of children practicing yoga and that their needs at home will be met just as their needs in going into a yoga, yoga studio and practicing will be met. And they'll see themselves in all facets of wellness.
0: Yes, that, I mean, it's so, representation is just so important. It it's just beyond important. And I've even noticed just with my daughter, like, you know, being... I was conscious, but even more conscious of what I'm bringing into my home, what books I'm bringing in, what dolls I'm bringing in, what do they look like, what shows are we watching, what music are we listening to, and just becoming aware of it because I do – I just – what children see is then how they relate to the world and to – it's just so important um, for a child to see them themselves in – in yoga or in wherever it is, but you're so right. There's such a need for it. So thank you guys for saying, Hey, there's a need, we're going to fill it. And I know that having your son too, who's like, he's such a motivated kid and I'm sure like working together to create this together is also probably so meaningful for your family.
1: It is so fun too. Um, I think you and I talked before when I, even went into getting my certification as a yoga teacher it was mainly for and we talk a lot about like it was for my own Mm -hmm. um information I just wanted to know more about this practice that was helping me and I never in a million years would have expected it to kind of grow into a business right and it's so funny when you say, okay, well it, it is a business now. Like it, it honestly developed into a business mainly from the book. And so, um, but it's something that I can embrace because my family is so involved in it. It's not something that I have to separate family or my morals or my values to do. It's something that, All of those things are embraced in our families doing yoga. And so I never, ever would have wanted to be an entrepreneur. I like I never just it just never was on my radar. I'm a social worker at trade. And so I'm I've never thought about being an entrepreneur. But this is the best feeling ever to know that I am helping so many people to see themselves but I am not sacrificing what is value valuable to me and my family. And so, yes, that is very important. And yeah, the roots of it is yoga, right? Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. Well, I do look forward to seeing how, you know, it grows and changes because even in the months since we've spoken, so much has happened for you and, and your business and, um, yeah. I just think it's, it's so great. I think anyone listening, if there's a need, if you see something, if you see something missing in yoga right now, I think this is really a time where everyone's, um, you know, getting together and saying, how can I spread my own personal voice in yoga?
1: And I, I think and it's that's great. important, right? We all have different experiences. We all have different backgrounds and, here we are talking about um, representation for black children in wellness, but there is so many other areas that we haven't even seen represented. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about your experience as a yogi and what did you need? Like, what did you need? And I came across a post that I posted years ago and it said, be the adult that you needed mm. when you were a child. And I'm like, oh, I hope I'm doing that. I hope I'm being the adult that I needed when I was a child, even though my mother was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> so I can't, can't, but there were some things that we all felt we needed, whether we were receiving it or not receiving it. And I'm hoping that I am doing that. And feeding my children and their friends and the communities that we're connecting to th- through our families doing yoga. I hope I am being that example of an adult for them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anyone listening, you, you gotta get this book. Our family's doing yoga. It's so true. You mentioned people are saying, Oh, I relate to it. Yeah. When I'm reading it, I'm laughing because I'm like, Oh, I, I know that feeling, you know, like, and, and it's just so real and, and, honest and it's also just adorable and it gets kids doing the poses there's just so much to it so um yeah get that book if you don't already um I want to ask you in the midst of this all three children in your house in a pandemic you told me it's seven degrees today where you are how are you taking care of yourself right now
1: that is a good question that is (laughs) I have tried a lot of things I've tried a lot of things and some things have been consistent and most have not but (laughs) I will say that the most consistent is um, being mindful of what I am saying yes to and what I am saying no to understanding that it is okay to say no and if it's for me it'll come back around Um, that is like What has been most consistent and I feel like has made the best um, impact on my mental wellness is just being able to understand that my time is important and what I give my time and my attention and my energy to is important because it's going to be reflective of my mental wellness. So that's the first thing. The other consistent thing is remembering that my breath is always with me. Um, I know, you know, we've had this conversation before about how sometimes we um, get down on ourselves because we're not practicing enough asana or, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, my gosh, especially when we're cramped up in the homes and we can't get out and move. Like, I am my best. I can do I can do asana on a sidewalk waiting for a bus if the day is sunny like I <laughs> like I'm, I just feel the energy and yeah. I'm moved to it but when I'm in the home and kids are yelling and we can't go anywhere and it's chilly I sometimes just don't want to run out of bed to, to move my body and although I try really hard to fight through that most days some days it just doesn't happen but on those days when I can remember that my breath is always with me. And this is still yoga. That is a way of me taking care of myself. And so I constantly have to remember that and remind myself. And as we started this podcast today, we both needed to take a deep breath. And it just made such a big difference. And so just remembering that my breath is always with me. And recently, I also um, joined a book club. So this is really recent, but um, Mimi from Mimi's Yoga Kids. Yes, I saw that she started that. Yes. And so I'm hoping to be able to get back into reading. So far, I've been able to read the first three chapters of this book, which is great because that's hard. And um, my son, he has to read an hour each day before he can play video games and so we kind of found a little the first day it worked very well the baby was taking a nap and um, my spicy baby was somewhere painting or something And so we sat on the couch together and we read for an hour and that was so nice and so if I I I love reading so if I can get back to that that would be helpful too but um, just summary finding my breath managing my time and doing something each day that I love
0: yes yes yes
1: the I love what you
0: said that it's the breathing this is still yoga just reminding ourselves that Mm -hmm. this is still yoga that's I've been thinking more about posting more videos that might seem boring but like Breathing, because all the videos we see—not all, but a lot of them—are you know a lot of movement, which is important as well and great mm-hmm. and inspiring. Sometimes we forget you could do one restorative pose and breathe, and yes. that's enough. Yeah. That's that's yeah. so important. Um, so last time we spoke, we ended with the kids' yoga gem. This time, I like to end with my gems, but I was wondering if you can share because we all need help. The parents that are parenting small children right now? Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, if you had one piece of advice to offer, what would that be?
1: Remember that you are the best parent for your children. No one can parent your child or love your children like you can. Only you know by looking at them if your child needs a hug or a break. Be confident that Every decision that you make as a parent is the best decision for your family. That is so important to remember. There's so many choices these days and often we compare ourselves to others. But realizing that I love my family and every decision that I make is the best decision for my family. I think that's important.
0: So important. It's so easy to compare. You're so right. Grounding yourself down and always remembering that. Yes. Thank you so much for that. I think parents are gonna I wouldn't you say that I like I relaxed a little, like okay. <laughs> Doing okay. Um Sanjuria, where can people find you if they want to follow you social media? We got YouTube, we've got your book. So where can they find you?
1: The best way to find us on all platforms is our families doing yoga. So if you put in our families doing yoga on social media, we should pop up YouTube and our website is our families doing yoga. Our tag for is that the right word for I feel old. Like for I, I'm not sure to be
0: on, on Instagram. I on Instagram. Handle?
1: Our handle, yes. <laughs> our handle is at Black Kids Do Yoga. It's so funny because I a lot of times I I've recently messed up something and I had to call my mom and say, "You remember when I um, used to get on you about like messing up YouTube and calling it his tube and things like that?" (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm I know. (laughs) But our family's doing yoga and the handle is black at Black Kids Do Yoga. And the right. website is com.
0: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being on again. And, you know, we'll keep talking. I love I love following you. And thank you for sharing your beautiful family and your wisdom.
1: Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for having me. And same thing. I have really enjoyed growing a relationship with the kids yoga community during this pandemic. And I hope that soon we'll all get to meet in person.
0: Yes, I know. I dream of that. It'll happen. Thank you, Sinjoya. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the episode and you haven't already, I would really appreciate if you can leave a rating and review and also subscribe to the podcast. This helps people find the podcast and direct more people towards it, so we can spread kids yoga to more children. You can also follow us at The Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and you can always send me an email at thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. I love to hear your feedback, your questions, and any ideas you have for future episodes. So thank you so much for being here and for listening, and I hope to see you next week.